You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchistan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to pitch bad movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is We'll do it live. Tide goes in, tide goes out. Never miss communication. It's over 9,000. My name is Foxy. The balls are in there. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nerd to Know Basis here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. And a Merry Christmas to all of you listening to this live on Christmas Day. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. ho Merry ho, ho, everyone. Merry everyone. <laughs> and I'm his friend, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness how, how are we all doing this fine evening oh i'll go first yeah i'm doing great at the time of recording i've just finished my last day in the schools so as a teacher i have come home with many many boxes of celebrations and heroes and things <laughs> so i am in a very good mood and full of sugar how about you dara ahoy happy christmas everybody I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, well, no, I'm not doing well. I uh, I have a cold still. I don't have the the virus, um, but I do have a cold, and it sucks. But again, this it's it, it's a Christmas tradition because every year, with the exception of during the pandemic, I actually had a cold. Ironically, the only time I wasn't sick during Christmas was when there was a global pandemic, which is really funny when you think about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm Ha-ha, just funny. I, I'm sick funny again, joke. Which, which sucks. But uh, I did managed to see the matrix uh which is cool and uh yeah so doing well yeah well let's dive straight into it then our our for the listeners at home our plan such as these plans always go is we will re- we will discuss the new matrix film which has come out this week hawkeye's finale which is relatively Christmassy, and then we might cope with some mad christmas type lists and things and our best christmas films our worst christmas films our most nerdy things I would imagine about twenty five percent of that plan will go into the finished product, but you know, join in at home. No, and we're putting and we're putting this final. in and we're putting this in stone now, so you, the listeners, can call us on this because this is just what we talk. This is just what happens before we record. No, yeah. see, I, no, see, I genuinely think we can actually do it this time because we <laughs> we we like if if we do, it'll be an actual Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> well, without further ado, without much time wasting. Uh, Dara, the news on everyone's lips now has been the release of the Matrix Resurrection. Yes. As it, our as our man on the front lines. Yes. What is the verdict? <laughs> so last night I was watching uh, a bunch of reviews and people and then reading some reviews saying it's terrible, it's really bad, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? I, I think the reason why is because they're the same people that hated Reloaded and uh, Revolutions. If you didn't like ma- the reload, re- Matrix Reload and Revolutions, you're not going to like this. That's just it. 
right? If you, if you genuinely didn't like them, you're not going to like this. Because, like, it's not The Matrix 1. And people need to understand that. Like, they don't, like, the Wachowskis don't make the same movie again. <laughs> That's mm. not the point. Um, like, The Matrix 1, and I saw The Matrix 1 very recently. Uh, I went to go see it in 4D, and it was incredible. and still incredible. It's groundbreaking. Literally changed the whole uh, sci-fi genre and movies as a whole. But Reloaded is great. And I loved Reloaded when it came out. Revolutions, uh, not so much, but it's still pretty cool. And this is the same. It's it's not the Matrix. It's a continuation of this of the story, in a very cool and unique way. And it, it does a lot of really interesting things, um, that ties it all together. It it justifies a lot that's going on. But again, like if you're just somebody who just wants to see the Matrix again, go watch the Matrix again. <laughs> right? And literally, like, go watch the Matrix again. You know what? It's still great. Still a lot of fun. You have a really good time. I, I'm but, really, I'm really glad to hear this because, like, I've been hearing the mediocre reviews, and I was kind of getting a bit deflated. I was like, ah, it's, it's a shame that Lana couldn't couldn't knock this one out of the park. Um, but that's the thing is, I re, I re, I recently rewatched all three of them, yeah, and realized I love those second two. Like, yeah. obviously, the first one's great. That's yeah. given. Like, we know that's great. I love those second two names. Especially, I've even like I've even I'll I'll even give revolutions a lot more slack than I remember giving it. That whole that whole like last hour the war scene on Zion is incredible. Mm. Revolution suffers from the fact that they should have had uh, a lot of the animatrix in there as well. It that's where that's the Mm. problem. There's a lot of fluff in it that didn't need to be there. With the fourth one, it's like a it's like a it's a commentary on reboot culture. Like literally, okay. Oh, okay. Well, give us because okay. I've been avoiding because I, I wanted to hear your take on this first right. before so, I knew anything about the movie. So I want to get into what's the slight, premise of it. So I want I want to get into slight spoilers, right? So if you don't okay. want to hear anything, just knock it off until twenty past, right? Would you ever stop doing that? You're making the margin of this come nightmare. Back, come back. <laughs> so look, right? So in this world, uh, Thomas Anderson is a video game designer. Okay. He made a series of games called The Matrix. So we were actually kind of right about our prediction. It's not going to be a film, but it's actually a game. Mm. And the game is incredibly successful. It's like the most successful game of all time, right? And then it picks up a couple of years later where he wants to go back and do a sequel because he keeps having dreams about it. And then the movie starts and it realizes that they actually inserted him back into The Matrix as a game designer. And then to trick him that thinks that everything that happened in The Matrix actually he made up and that he was crazy. So it's a really cool kind of way that they all explained how, how he's aware of the Matrix, how people are aware of what's going on without being aware of it, and also why he has to go back. So eventually he does kind of free himself by coding, um, coding Morpheus. He basically like recreates Morpheus because Morpheus is dead canonically in, uh, in the Matrix because he died in the Matrix game, right? A lot of people who, who went to go see who are moaning about this probably didn't play Matrix Online. Okay? Or didn't look it up. Well, that's or, what I wanted to wonder, was worrying about. Is there a lot of supplementary material you need to know about yes. going into this fourth film? It's The Matrix. Oh, I know. But like, you know, no, there's but I mean, Star no, Wars and there's Star Wars Rebels, Star Wars this, Star Wars... You know what I mean? Like, no, but, but the, the, look, the thing about The Matrix, after the first one, right... It was always a cross-media thing. The Wachowskis did it. They released, and that was what blew my mind as a, as a kid and still does today. The Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions, right, weren't just the films. It was the Animatrix. It was the comics. It was the video game. It was the other video game. It was all this kind of stuff all tying it together. So there is that kind of expectation that you've done your homework. Um, and if you have, like, 
you're like, oh, this is actually a perfect way to pick up a story. I think what people are upset about is that it's not, you know, they're saying, oh, the color palette different. It's like, it is literally a different matrix. <laughs> How did oh, you miss okay. this? How did you miss this at the end of the movie when <laughs> it was like saying, you know, that was stated pretty clearly. At pretty the clearly, end. <laughs> like I, I don't know what, like if it comes down to you did use the Star Wars reference. People love the Force Awakens because it was literally a new, a new hope again, right? And look what happened. We ended up with with terrible series of movies that ruined Star Wars basically to death to the point that uh, the Mandalorian had to save it, right? With this, it's like the Matrix is weird. It's not a movie franchise that you can just kind of get down you know just sit down and watch the first one you can and i would say if if you just like the first one and didn't like the sequels do not go see this movie because you will what you want is not there for you and i've heard some people say oh it's woke it has all this kind of stuff and i'm like did you watch the first matrix (laughs) if they're if they're giving out about the matrix being woke you then you've completely lost the point you've completely missed the movie then you're just giving out about everything yeah exactly and and you know what it's funny that they said that because hey let me be the one to say you are going to hate when you find out who the director is (laughs) (laughs) but here's what's funny about that kev right while it has a really diverse cast and you can make that argument it's one of the only movies i've seen where it's all natural you know, you're not watching going, oh, they're only there because you're like, no, they're there because they're great. Mm. Like, it's genuinely has one of the perfect cast and choice across the whole way. New character, mm. Bugs. She's brilliant. She's like one of my favorite characters mm. in the entire Matrix. She's awesome. Now, again, I do have to stress, if, if any of those things upset you, you're not going to like it. But then again, you don't like the Matrix. You just like the one movie that you fail to understand mm. at, a, at a fundamental level. So look, I would say if you're a major, if you like Reload and Revolutions, you're really gonna like this. If you're if you're just if you like Keanu Reeves action movies, you're really gonna like it. It's not the Matrix, but nothing is the Matrix. I like I like Carrie Ann Moss. Am I gonna like it? Oh no, she's so good in this. <laughs> yes. So good. And you know like, what? That's uh, that's the only thing is that like I remember watching the trailers and I think it's I'd hit Keanu's saturation by that point. So I saw yeah. Keanu as the I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. I saw Carrie on Moss's Trinity. I was like, yeah, baby, let's go. And Kick it into it, gear. It, it, and speaking of kicking into gear, there's lots of motorcycle action. And then there is Brilliant. the most satisfying ending of a movie ever. And it's like a conversation, but a conversation in a really cool way. There's also some cool cameos in it that actually tie directly into Matrix Online. I'm going to ruin it. The Merovingian is, is, the, is, the, is, the, is the main enemy of Matrix Online. He comes back and it explains what he did. And you're like, oh... It's all there. People just need to do a bit of homework. Okay. And I think anyone moaning about this is like, you are not a fan of the series. This, the Wachowskis don't spoon feed you stuff. You have to use your brain. <laughs> I, I do wish, especially with like the Matrix Online, because I've, I've only got like a picture on wikis from a couple of them. Yeah. Well, that's when, enough, I, when I found out the Morpheus got assassinated in that, I was like, okay, I need to go down a deep dive on this for a sec. Uh, I again, do wish that there was like some sort of primer available of like... I will send you one. <laughs> I will send you one. There's one. IGN did one there last night. Excellent. Yeah, I'll send it to um, you. But look, as I said, guys, look, in one word, should you go see it, right? Yes, with the caveat of if you are a fan of Reload and Revolutions. Okay. That, that's a fair, like, kind I, of, yeah. I'm glad to hear because that's that's lit the fire under me now to go see yeah. it uh, as soon as I can. But and it is cool. It is The editing is, is weird, but cool the way they, because it's all got to do with loops and, like, they will call back stuff. And it's, it's, it's a very, very cool way. And look, I, you have to get, I love when movies take risks. It's why I like mm-hmm. The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi 
was the most interesting thing that mm. Disney Star Wars did because it was so completely different. And Lana wouldn't have come back to do this just to make the Matrix again. You have been saying that for a while now, yeah. Yeah, they're like, why would you? Why would you bother? Like, no one's going to be happy. Or do? Or do you? You know, then people say, oh, Spider Man. Um, what's the Spider Man movie called? No Way Home. Oh, that gave everything time. Yeah, but they built it up. It was, and they were tying it all together. That wasn't trying to do what the Matrix are trying to do. What they're trying to do here is kind of reboot the continuity and t- continue the story rather than wrap up all these loops and kind of reset a path. You know, it's mm. two completely different things. I don't get the analogy, but again, if you are a fan of Reloaded, you're gonna love this. Now, the music, I do have to say, there is one bad point. The music kind of sucks. Uh, is it the same composer no. back? No, well, he is. Uh, no, he's he's back for a little bit, but because they're in the Matrix, but they're not doing Matrixy stuff. Mm. You know the way, like Neo isn't the one for ages. He's only the one near the end, so he isn't. There's no need to have that big technical stuff because that's not the goal of the movie. The goal of the movie right. is very actually it's high it's high stakes but low stakes, and a lot of it takes place in the real world. A lot of it takes place. It, it it's such a weird, cool way of doing it, and I'm really satisfied because again, while I loved. You know, as much as I want the Juno reactor plane and, and stuff like that. I was going to say, uh, you couldn't bring back those like 2000s, like Linkin Park impersonator bands back and all that kind no, of you stuff, could, could you? you could, you could. And they do at the end. And I'll explain in a second. You okay. could, but it would, it would feel, it would feel Force awakens which is yeah. not what anyone needs. It needed to be its own thing. Now, there is the worst cover of Wake Up in human history. <laughs> it's atrocious. And I'm like, that takes it down from being like a 75 to about six to about oh. 65. Cause it's just, it's dreadful. It That's is gold. Oh, That's it is point. absolutely. And it, I'm just like, you couldn't have just paid for the rage version though. Like, <laughs> what, what, wait, Kevin, have you heard this already? No, but just cause I know, cause wake up, it's wake up that ends the first movie, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So just the fact that the, the news has just ends with a crap cover of it. That's just funny. That's comedy. But see, here's the thing. Is that intentional? Like, did Lana just... And I think there is stuff in there to troll people. And I'm like... Very likely. Because a lot of it is like a a metatextual thing on reboots. And I'm like, that's really clever at the same time. But it's 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 kind of like it's it's kind of it's like it could be in a way highlighting that this is a different reality than yeah. Mm. And what I say is, I think in about in about ten years, people will be like, "Wow, that was really good." But the hay for it, it just isn't justified. And look, I will go to bat for it and say, "Look, it isn't justified." You just genuinely either you want them, you want you see everything as well, and everything that you want to bitch about, or you just don't understand the Matrix. And again, if you're complaining about stuff being woke, then you don't understand the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys. So uh, that sounds awesome, Dara. Uh, yeah. I, I'm going to really look forward to watch that. So we're going to take it from you justifying your love for the Matrix Resurrections. Keen, tell us about Hawkeye. <laughs> oh, I feel like Just... I've got the more controversial end of the stick somehow. <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm coming off that, like, kind of post-cinema excitement type feeling because I've only just literally finished Hawkeye Series 9 about 20 minutes ago. But, yeah, I loved it to bits. They amped up all the Christmas stuff for the last episode and brought all, all the characters back. And I'm going to go out on a controversial limb and say Hawkeye's my favourite Disney Plus series so far. I wow. love it to bits. I'm... Oh, I'd agree. Oh, the list. I'd oh agree. really? Yeah. Okay, because Kev's eyes shot like five miles into the air when I said that not that the listeners will get the benefit of that. <laughs> I uh, I started Hawkeye this afternoon. Okay. And I am half it's six episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah. I made it halfway through then. And it's 
fine. <laughs> That's what I like about it. <laughs> I just love it. Like it, it's it's low stakes, but not really. Uh, you know, no one really cares, and it's great. It's like it's like Daredevil, but doesn't take itself seriously. Yeah, actually, Dara, that's a really good point of comparison since all the daredevil types are kind of sneaking into the MCU now, which will hopefully include Carrie Ann Moss, actually, because she's in Jessica Jones. Oh, but, she um, is. Yeah. But that's a conversation for another day. For now, yeah, I just... There was something old-fashioned and workmanlike about all of the six Hawkeye episodes where it yes, just had yeah. a very clear beginning, middle, end... All the episodes have a very specific purpose. It builds, the characters all get their moment in the sun and their journeys. And the other Marvel Disney Plus things felt so experimental that they'd kind of burn out by their finale. This didn't happen this time. I really, really loved how they sent everything off. And I'm very excited to see where it goes. I'm not going to spoil too much, obviously, but the last episode is basically just a caper in a building on Christmas, which I mean, you'll probably already know kind of it's not it doesn't it's not exactly die hard, obviously, mm-hmm. but there's a feeling of it mixed with a little bit of home alone because they have to like invent all their little arrows and things and they're just cracking jokes while all these three or four fights are all happening across the building. There's just something wonderfully mad and joyous about it. And I the bigger comic book things become, the more serious they take themselves. I do miss that goofy fun kind of thing yeah, that we yeah, don't really yeah. seem to get anymore. I so I I absolutely loved it to bits. And Jeremy Renner was a very good B-rate Bruce Willis for the MCU for this particular episode. <laughs> and all the beats that it needed to hit with all the characters, because I know I don't want to spoil too much because Kev's only three episodes in. But uh yeah, it delivered on everything it absolutely needed to. And I am in a very good mood for having watched it. Dara, what did you think? Uh, I haven't finished the f- the finale, but I've I'm like just about to watch it now, and I've really enjoyed everything I saw about Hawkeye. Uh, like WandaVision One Division was incredible, but also as incredible it was, it was let down by its terrible ending. Mm. Uh, Winter Soldier also it took itself way too seriously near the ending and kind of took away from it. Loki, it did end satisfyingly because obviously it's setting up Doctor Strange. Um, but it's scale, like it's it's it's, it's like it's scale exactly. is part of the machinations that is like no way home, and then it's yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. So like it's, it's so ingrained in that. Yeah, that you, you don't get that payoff yet. But what's cool about Hawkeye is it's going to wrap up. You know, this is kind of this is kind of I don't know. Have I missed a Marvel? I, I won't spoil but, anything, but I will say it doesn't end on an, on a cliffhanger. I will say that much. Yeah, this no, is, it, you like, can watch these six, and it's just. It's finished. But you see, know, if like, it finished on a if it finished on a, a cliffhanger, I was going to say it finished on a Hawkeye. If it finished, <laughs> on, if it finished on a cliffhanger, I don't think it would have been appropriate yeah. because, like, the great thing about the show is the whole point is he gets home for Christmas. Mm. That's what the whole stakes are, and obviously he wants to, you know, uh, save Kate from herself, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, oh, oh, you can you can say leaving on a you can say leaving it on a Hawkeye because he was hanging on that cliff when Nat fell off. Oh, <laughs> oh no. zing! Too soon. I will say that actually. Me and Stevie kept saying this during the last two episodes. Actually, was Hawkeye does a much better job of making you miss Black Widow than the Black Widow movie does. <laughs> and I even, don't know why that is. Because the Black because the Black Widow movie is supposed to come out three years ago. <laughs> Maybe. you're not supposed Maybe. to miss her you're, you're not supposed to miss her she's just supposed to still be there yeah they just they just pushed <laughs> it back too much and now it's like oh she's dead 
But like, I mean, it's, I mean, I have mixed feelings about all the MCU things that started to creep in about the midway point in the series. But I, I think everything was treated with the right amount of respect in terms of all those extra characters who came in halfway through. And it's unlike all the other Disney Plus things. It didn't feel like there was a minute of fat on this. Everything needed to be there and everything was very carefully calculated. And Honestly, just every episode put me in a very good mood, which is nice from television. You watch. I miss that. One thing, there's one thing as well that I think is important for people to like, I guess, appreciate or to, to know going in is like, you can watch this without knowing who any of these people are. I bet that's fair. Yeah. And, and you can't really do that with anything else like WandaVision you could to a point but then it, mm. it, it it's very derivative well WandaVision um, the confusion was part of the appeal you know yeah exactly and look I think WandaVision is like the biggest missed opportunity MCU and I will say that to anybody uh, the Winter Soldier show was cool but had a lot of setup, and then the end of it was just oh my god it's the worst thing I think I've seen on TV in years um, but I liked it oh, <laughs> I know, Keen, but you you defend terrible things. Look, uh, well, uh, <laughs> you we, do. You're the one we defending do. Matrix Four at the moment. Guys, we we, sti- we simply can't. We no, simply, you know no. what? I you know I will agree with you, Dara, to the extent that I think Hawkeye is the first Disney Plus show, apart from What If, which is very much its own thing. Yeah, that's uh, something. Where yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think this is good. But mm. you could trim an episode and a half off this and lose nothing substantial. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like What If. I actually haven't finished What If because I kind of oh. gave up. I'm like, oh, okay. you know, it, it just, it's so, like, but that's the thing with what, what If comics in general, like I kind of read, they're just, you just read them like, ah, oh, okay. I think the only one that now it looks like it's going to have some kind of um, stakes is the, the evil Doctor Strange one. We'll get to that. We'll yeah. get to that, yeah. Um, but yeah, so look, I agree, uh, Kane. I think you're spot on with um, with your, your Hawkeye take. It's, 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 and look, you know what? You could watch this every Christmas and it could be part of your Christmas watching. That's actually one thing I want to say about the finale. I was a bit let down by, I mean, there's Christmas aesthetically in the first few episodes, but Mm. that's kind of it. There's no, like, apart from like the getting home for Christmas angle, they amp it up a lot in the last episode. Like, I mean, at one point they're literally hanging out of a Christmas tree. Like, you know, it's (laughs) like. That is is the one thing that, because I've been watching with Louise and she did point out to us that uh, we, we both had a very jarring when Christmas music started playing just, out of nowhere, yeah. The yeah. Episodes. There's actually that's one of my favorite things I wanted to point out. The score is by the Ant Man composer Christoph Beck, uh, right. who also does uh, like Buffy and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And they just work in loads of fav- like famous Christmas songs into the melodies of the music. Yeah, mm. I can't and say I, I can't say I was expecting Trans Siberian Orchestra versions of Christmas songs in the soundtrack, <laughs> and I'm delighted by that because they are Christmas classics. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so I think if you didn't have that score, the first four episodes would leave you kind of cold in terms of the Christmas angle, but they amp it up again in the finale. And I'm actually really looking forward to finding that CD and this thing to it because yeah. it's great, you know. And look, I think that leads us nicely into the next thing. Actually, guys, have you won Whamageddon yet? Oh, God, I've been doing musical statues in my school. Are you kidding me? Think? I think I think I might have. I yeah, don't think I've heard I, of this I haven't listened to it yet either. No, you know what? No, Actually, I, I was doing no, fine I until Bryn recommended the film last Christmas. I heard it four times. Oh, God. 
<laughs> Kev, when did you lose? No, I, I, I think it must have played in my apartment actually a couple of weeks ago. Now, thinking about it. you Me watched. Kev, hold on, our first you, Christmas not in a shop where we might actually not hear it. Um, yeah, you watched last Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> I heard about that. That sounded awful. Oh no! Oh, it's great. No. It sounded bonkers, but it sounded awful. I loved it, ladies and gentlemen. I Which, would, li- I would like to uh, re- refer to my last point about Kim defending terrible things. <laughs> Between, <laughs> Between, I think okay. defending terrible things that Bryn recommended. To, this, this <laughs> does, as Darrow was saying, this does solidly bring us into our second portion of this show, where we are going to tell you all about our. Favorite and worst Christmas movies or media. Oh, yes. Which yes, is a good yes, way yes. to segue out of this ditch I found myself in. <laughs> no, Kian. So, no, Kian. This last Christmas is in your top five. Please explain the I did have a special category called recent classics, which I put this and Little Women in. So. How was last uh, Christmas there, that though? Up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just don't understand it. <laughs> Oh my god! I, I have know, no shame. I, I I do I do admire Keen's like ability to see the good and absolute garbage. You know, <laughs> it is something that I just don't have. I Keen, you bring a light. Are. You bring a light to this show. Oh, you truly. do. You do truly. Truly. We cannot. We cannot emphasize how much we appreciate. Speaking of which, shout out to Geek Ireland. Actually, I won the Spider-Man competition. Hey. Yeah, and hey. it wasn't. It wasn't because you know it was rigged. It's literally just. I guess I just won. <laughs> RNG, baby. Ten bar accounts and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> exactly. So, okay. So, how about we do this, right? So, we'll go with one good from each of us and then one bad from each of us. Well, actually, fair. that's what I was going to ask you. I I know me and Kev have a shocking lack of bad ones. Do you have a lot? I have uh, a lot because luckily our crossover show last week was <laughs> cringe wordy wrestling movies of Christmas. <laughs> So I have okay. five here. Here's what we'll do then. We'll do one good, one bad. But you, after about one round, will have to like take up the mantle of leading sure. quite a lot. I've only got about two or three. And even them are, are, are just ones that I personally don't like, but I could see other people enjoying. Sure. Okay. Well, what I will say is anyone who didn't check out last week's show, not the show that yourself and, and myself did, Keen, the show that uh, we did on um, the Spider-Man Rewind. Man. Not a rewind, oh, right. a wrestling one. It was all about Lacey Tuity's terrible West, um, <laughs> wrestling movies. But anyway, so who wants to start first with a good one? I'll, I think I'll just like I think I'll just start with a softball. Where my number one is Tokyo Godfathers. Okay. I'm not going to belay this point too much because there That's is a, a softball. Whole... Is it? Okay, I'm so, I'm softball in the fact that like. I'm not going to belay the point too much because there is an hour-long podcast you can listen to. Oh, this yeah, is true. Yeah. Right this here, presented to you, and wrapped uh, back on my previous Anime Cross Course show mm. uh, where me and Keith emphatically just swoon over this movie for nearly an hour. Uh, but the long and short of it, if, if you're not bothered, is that it is this cavalcade of comedy uh, of these three homeless people in the middle of Tokyo finding a baby in the trash. Comedy. Mm. Uh, but it's so wonderfully written where it's so funny, but also so emotionally just heartstring ringing. It's it's one of the best Christmas movies I've ever seen. I can't emphasize it. Enough. And it's on Netflix now. So absolutely do yourselves a favor and go watch it. It's truly it's outstanding. Very cool. Ah, oh, lovely. And okay. um, oh, yeah. sorry, sorry. Uh, Katie sends her apologies for not being able to make it. She's got Wi Fi issues. Mm. Um, okay, are we doing films first or TV first, or uh, we just kind of either, whichever? Yeah, either. 
Okay. Oh, I'm having a tough time picking from. I did do a top five. I'm going to start with the one that will probably get me the most flack. Uh, I love the Jim Carrey Grinch. I love it oh, to bits. Most people fun. hate it. I always get funny looks on the buses when I start singing it. Whatever. Well, that's, here, because, that's because you're singing on a bus game. Yeah. Now, here's where things are going to get messy. <laughs> now, here's where things get messy. The Grinch was on my list as well. Yes! <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's, it's really good. Okay, because like I always see, like I, I wrote, I've written an article defending it on Geek Ireland. I'm like, I always seem to get flack for defending it because people think it's, it's like sacrilegious or something but it's I way it better than a movie from its time should be for a exactly. for like that's a really a, good point for a yeah. Grinch from its time considering the fact that like Cat in the Hat, Hat came out at the same time as well so like yeah. in Ooh, terms of live action yeah. series remakes the Grinch has come out clean one thing though do not defend the Playstation 1 game because that nearly ruined <laughs> Christmas for me as a child <laughs> that game the sucks Grinch. The Grinch game. Oh, for the PS1, it's terrible. That literally nearly ruined Stevens a day for me one time. I was like, can't this is awesome. oh get but Kian, please what the game? But Kian, please, what do you think the uh the, the the Jim Carrey Grinch brings that emphasizes the fact that this is to be a Christmas essential? It's you know what? It's one of those things where it's something films always try to do and rarely get, which is I saw this when I was like seven or eight. And obviously I related to the the Cindy Lou character who was like just trying to make sense of the fact that she finds Christmas to be very artificial and all that kind of stuff. And they really ramp up that in the production. It, it looks ugly on purpose mm. of points, which I think people find off-putting. But then as a grumpy 30-something, the Grinch is incredibly relatable. I absolutely love him sitting in his lair and like looking through his schedule about how he's just going to like have dinner with himself and slip into madness and all that kind of stuff. It's just, there's so many gems that Jim Carrey brings in that. There's just so many wonderful Grinch moments. And it's, I I get that it's too noisy for some people and it definitely kind of looks obnoxious because they're trying to make Christmas look like something the Grinch would hate. But God, it's just so I, entertaining. More I think, entertaining I think, every time I see it, you know? I think if people are complaining that it's too, like, visually noisy, they're missing kind of... Aside from the fact that, like, it's it's adapting to live-action Seuss, which is wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, the costume designs in that are just so elaborate and fantastic. But, like, the, like, the, 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 the who, like, the, the Lou Who's, Cindy, mm. uh, their parents doing like going to the celebration dressed as like a christmas dinner oh it's completely fantastic they it's... have these like hot chocolate cups on their head at a diagonal angle one of them has a bowl a you can bowl. see moving how, uh, how do they manage that and yeah like, like and obviously jim carrey's uh uh prosthetics are incredible and apparently he had to do torture training to be able to wear that oh because with all that with all the hair but like but, as, like that aside, the amount of like prosthetics and practicals on just all the background actors with all the noses, it's just it's impressive for what it was for when it was. Oh, completely. Say- and you look at like the cat in the hat since you brought it up, where it's very clearly like you know it's a real costume, but it's just Mike Myers' face into yes. this cat, this costume that can barely turn. And like Jim Carrey is doing like acrobatics and jumping around the place. Like I, at one I, point, no. he jumps around your woman so much that he's out of breath. Well, you know, like he's able to move in the costume and really express himself. That's not easy when, I mean, speaking as a cosplayer, 
you are wearing two or three layers of suit. And yeah. also, as Kev said, the prosthetics on him look great. You don't see Carrie underneath the Grinch's face at all. Do you know what I mean? And what I'd say is, if you've only seen the cat in the hat, this is not the cat in the hat. This is so much no. better. So I would say yeah. go watch that. Um, in the interest of time, though, I want to quickly yes. remove... Yes, so, yes, I want, yes. Sorry, I, I, you, you, no, I could talk about the Grinch for hours. Please go, right. there. I just want to quickly remove some of the the safe ones, right? So Home Alone 1 and 2, the, the, yeah. uh, the Snowman, um, and... Um, there's another one as well. Well, Miracle on 34th Street is for some people. Ooh, which one though? The original or the, origi- the 90s one? Uh, the 90s one, I would both say. Are, both know. are great. Both are, both are great. And then Nightmare Before Christmas as well is like a safe one. I would say they're uh, all the safe ones for, just in the interest of time. And yeah. also because they're the ones that we've all kind of seen. But I would say one that many people probably don't talk about nearly as much or probably forget that it's even the Christmas movie is Gremlins. Yes, that's on my yes. list. Oh, there we go. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Gremlins, Excellent. Is, Gremlins is just brilliant. Now, if you haven't seen Gremlins, obviously, there's this kind of like loser inventor and he's, you know, he can't really connect with his son who's like, you know, uh, they say he's like a teenager, but he looks like he's in his 30s. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and basically... What's his name? Zach Baggins, yeah. Gets him this, uh, this Gremlin, basically, this little kind of uh, teddy bear looking thing. And you can't feed it after midnight, you know, can't get away, blah, blah, blah. Chaos ensues. It's really good. If you haven't seen it, uh, sit your kids down and watch it. It's, it genuinely is just one of those phenomenal movies that, look, to be fair, it's a little bit scary as well. But oh, it is oh, more than a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it has one or two going like, oh, God. But it's it's really good. It has my, fav- my favorite Christmas song in it. And um, my second favorite Christmas song is great. Also, sorry, one as well that you have to move is Elf. Elf is also phenomenal. Oh yeah, um, that's on my list. We'll actually we'll go back. Actually, that people miss about Gremlins because people just they they do that diehard thing where they yeah. try and say it's not a Christmas movie, even but though it's set at Christmas. It clearly is. Though. And I just want to make this point in the sand, whatever. Before anyone out there says Gremlins is not a Christmas movie, Gremlins is not only a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie where the Christmas present kills a town. Yes, that's a great horror premise. You know. Yes. But look, oh, I'm we'll transition a bit into Elf as well because I think it's probably in all of our lists, right? Mm. So Elf basically made by John Favreau, save Star Wars, save Christmas, save pretty much everything. John created Favreau, the MCU more or less. Created the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> so Elf is great. So Keen, since you mentioned it, uh, talk about Elf. Oh, Elf is another one I got to see in cinema when it came out, and it's you know what I will say this coming up with this list. It's really hard to do a Christmas movie that is kind of aimed slightly at adults, but is not specifically about a snowman or Santa. It's very hard to get that sincerely across. And there's Mm. just something about there's something about the childlike enthusiasm of Will Ferrell as the elf character, Buddy, where as a kid and as an adult, you can kind of project yourself onto him because he's so sincerely giddy and yeah. uncomplicated that when you put him in these very cynical environments it's just it's kind of like a reverse grinch actually it's just comedy gold it's you also put kind him of like in this very jaded kind of new york city and you see him gradually win people over with to with his christmas spirit and it's just apart from being just really funny it's just really uplifting it is a, basically a reverse grinch except the grinch is the nice one and everyone else is the kind of jaded I, one you know I, what i mean i would say it's a good double feature to watch with scrooged oh scrooge is on my list too oh man that's one that nobody gets enough love about scrooge mm. is is 
Brilliant. Kev, we're going to talk about Scrooge in, in great detail, but have you got one there to throw in? Uh, I've seen neither Scrooge nor Elf. Oh, there <laughs> you go. So you, gotta, you have to watch uh, both Bloody of hell. They're, they're really good. They're funny. Scrooge, I, go on, go for it. Sorry. sorry. To, to, to move on in the interest of time, uh, it's funny actually that uh, I think, Dara, you brought up the snowman earlier. Uh, on my list, it's not the snowman, but uh, the pairing the sister movie to that which is Raymond Briggs's Father Christmas which I have on sweet standard DVD (laughs) (laughs) this is the one about Santa just taking a holiday it's it's, It's really good actually this really brummy northern Santa (laughs) that thinks everything's blooming marvelous and it's just yeah it's it's he like the movie starts with like him coming in from like after his Christmas night taking his socks off but the kind of I bet you wonder what I'll do in the rest of the year. <laughs> just, I just, it's this, it's a half an hour long, but it's this wonderful little story about just Santa going on these adventures, going to, going to the lakes of Scotland, just getting wasted in a bar or going to Vegas and sitting on a bleeding floaty the entire time. It's just a little thing. And it's like, it, this is like my anchor. This is my, like, I, this is Christmas Eve to me. There's just right. something so genuine about it. I, it's yeah. I adore. And I'm really glad you brought that up because, like the 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 what's the call, what's the technical name for it again? Sorry, just uh, Raymond Briggs Father Christmas. Raymond Briggs Father Christmas because like this always comes on uh, after the snowman, and now I think the snow dog comes on next. But this always comes on usually uh, after the snowman, and it's the one that drives my brother and sister out of the room. I'm like, no, this is great. Yeah, I think there's just something about the Santa Claus voice and the fact that it's not overtly Christmassy that loses some people that I know. But I yeah. think this is an absolute gem. There's something See, I, wonderful about. I the don't person like the snowman. I think the snowman's obnoxious. Oh, I, I, I love, love this. I, I, I think I think as here's the thing. I think as a kid, the snowman's like the most important thing you can see at Christmas. Because even if you're like what two. Mm. whatever or you're 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 not really able to take the whole christmas thing in it really does condense what christmas feels like mm. for a kid like well you know, i've got like a case stuff. study in that because my two-year-old watched the snowman for the first time absolutely the other day. and there you go and, and, she, lo- and she was mes- she loved it, it. and i just sat there with dread because i <laughs> knew where it was going and i was really worried about how she was going to react i spent a half an hour with my hands on my knees rocking <laughs> right. and she was fine and i cried so right, well, there you go. But the thing about it is, it's like it's one of those movies that you know you just kind of have to watch. And I think the the other one that, that the, the 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 Father Christmas Father yeah. Christmas one, that's more for like the adults. That's more kind of like oh, isn't that a bit funny? You know, because you it's very authentic. And I think one thing that we're touching on here with all these movies is the authenticity of these movies, like. People oh yeah, a Christmas movie lives and dies on sincerity, mm. you know. Or if it's like a even a Scrooge, like you and know, here's that the thing though, like last ten just... minutes is great, you know. Yeah. Will I will let you get on to Scrooge? I promise. But it is like the sincerity, like it's a, it's that joke of like here he is on holiday. There's the last ten minutes of that are him just hitting the gear running and just trying to do Christmas in a bolt, and it's just like <laughs> there's like no, this is Santa on the job. It feels great. Yeah. I'm done. I I could I could talk about this movie for hours. I'll tell you what. Before we go, we can go to Scrooge. We do have less good Christmas things, and we've t- touched on none of them. Should we do that, or will we just like throw that out the window? Well, look. What I'd say is, okay, we've already done a podcast on this, guys. So if you want to go over to Nerdtown oh, Media okay. and check it and check out the 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 wrestling ones, because that's yeah. some terrible stuff. Some highlights are Jingle All the Way to 
Uh, I did not know that exists. It does. How did Jingle All the Way not make my list? Bloody hell. And it has two wrestlers in it. The big show is actually in Jingle All the Way. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, There's Santa's sleigh where Santa is a serial killer. There's uh, I, I, a Santa with muscles, which is is a is a is a crazy. Brin wishes he could be here talking about that. Yes, he does. He does. But what I'd say, if you if you're in in, in, in intrigued by any of that, go over and check out the show from last week because we go into it in great detail. But let let's talk about the let's talk about the the good because it is Christmas Day after all. Okay, all right. Well, if we have time, we'll holiday special back so, in its box so, until next year. So how are we doing, Kev, for time? Uh, seven fifteen 15 minutes Okay good Okay So Scrooged I saw this when I was 8 uh, <laughs> And I saw it at my grandmother's house On Channel 4 And I was Very confused by the whole thing Yeah But I loved Bill Murray And as an adult It just gets better and better And I just really relate to this movie I really <laughs> do I relate to it And I know it's a retelling of um, Of Dickens But like You really do just relate to it As you're in, As you're an adult You're like Oh yeah, screws that. Well, to explain to Kev and the audience at home, it's a bit more meta than that in keeping with our it matrix. It, it's episode, very meta. Which is it's that very meta, it's yeah. set in a TV studio where they're doing a live performance of a Christmas carol. And it's, yes. you know, obviously the 80s and all that kind of stuff. And Bill Murray is like the TV executive in charge of it. Yes. And he is trying to amp up this traditional retelling of Christmas carol by throwing in explosions cars blowing up like you know the trailer has like you know a nuclear bomb in it and like there's an old woman apparently who has a heart attack because she gets a fright from the trailer for like a christmas carol and so you've got this like i'm not sure if they did it on purpose but you've got so much 80s-ness in it where like big corporate business stuff has replaced the sort of dickensy like you know send them to the workhouse type stuff and they're doing, you see a Christmas carol happening in the background of the story. And he's just trying to get through his day and get this thing out. And in the plot, he's having these weird alternate ghosts of Christmas past, friends, future bothering him <laughs> while he's just trying to get on with his job. And there's so many like layers to it that like, and I'm making it sound like more intelligent. It is a goofy Bill Murray movie, oh, but, but it's a it, very it, it, well constructed one. You but, know, but it's the best goofiest Bill Murray. Yeah, movie. yeah. Like this and Groundhog Day are like very similar in lots of ways. They're paced exactly the same way as mm. well. But they're it, it's that layering that just makes classic Bill Murray so good. And if you haven't seen it, like genuinely, like watch this at Christmas Eve. It's really been good. it's been uh, it's been knocking around my list for a oh, while. Okay, you should watch it. You really uh, enjoy. I, it. I keep meaning to. You'll so really enjoy it. If if so, uh, I think you guys say Scrooge on both your lists. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Because I do have I have a Christmas Carol on my list. <laughs> Which one now? <laughs> it's fine. If it's... it's the Muppets one. Uh, yeah, that's on my yes, list too. That's, that's a good one. Wow, you doubled up on Christmas Carol. <laughs> it's not on my list, but it's one that if it's on, I'm going to watch it because it's, it's brilliant. It's a Christmas Carol. Classic tale, classic Dickens. The Muppets one, I think, is the best version. Yeah, uh, I think, well, yeah, it's oddly the most faithful version I've ever seen, which is weird because Muppets are in it, but, you know. But that's the thing, like, the, but the, yeah, Muppets, but the Muppets are just playing the parts. <laughs> but that's the thing, like, the Muppets, the Muppets as actors, though, do, like, somehow just fit fully into these roles yeah. without fault. Yeah. Like, uh, Kermit is a fantastic Cratchit. Mm. Um, Fozzie is a great... Uh, uh, Oh, he's called Fozzywig in it. What the hell is yeah, that? Yeah, 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 exactly. Or like Sam the Eagle as the principal of the school. Yeah, you know? like it just it just works. But then on top of that, then you have the best Scrooge yeah. in Michael Caine. Yes. 
He's brilliant. Never topped. He's brilliant. Just can't. The, one thing though, the Disney one is pretty good too. I, I do, do like that. that's uh, the Jim Carrey one Jim is Carrey very good. One, is it? No, yeah. no, 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 no. The, the one with Mickey Mouse. Cartoon. Oh, okay. Oh. I remember, like, and is it's that, is that like, Scrooge McDuck one? Is it? Yeah, but the actual okay. like, um, I remember seeing that as a kid, and it, it like it is pretty horrifying actually. The when now when it turns dark, like the ghost of Christmas future. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and I remember that did mess me up a fair bit, but uh, no, that, that's it's a starting good to come back to me now. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one too, and it's shorter. But like, if you're if you're looking for a faithful retelling of a Christmas Carol, the Muppets is the way to go. Which, with just a, a side note, one of my favorite little uh, anecdotes was one of the guys I used to work with, uh, Adam, was telling me that he had a he was at a trivia quiz night once uh, that asked him how many ghosts were were there in a Christmas Carol. The like with the with the answer obviously meant to trip you up to say three yeah where the actual answer is four with Marley yeah, exactly but he was so determined that it was five because <laughs> <laughs> of, Mar- of Marley and Marley, and Marley. the oh. two Marleys Whoa. there was two Marleys <laughs> that is because he only knew the Muppets one yeah. I love that one <laughs> uh, and that's the thing I have that like the, the songs they throw in it's it's just a great great I'm like obviously it's Henson's Muppets so it yeah. is timeless like it, those, yeah, yeah, those, yeah. those those puppets those air uh, puppets still stand up it's um so, look before before i move on to another pick i just want to i just want to clear up one thing so two picks that are going to be there but the controversial ones though i heard is a christmas movie deal with yeah. it and so, yes. is Bat- and so is batman returns oh yeah definitely uh, it absolutely is. that one Absolutely is Batman punches someone through a Christmas tree. It's yeah. a Christmas tree. <laughs> what about what about all of Shane Black's films though? So yeah, Kiss Kiss Bang. But actually, yeah, a lot of Christmas. Yeah, I would, well, I would say Kiss, like Kiss, Iron Man Kiss, Three Kiss, and the Nice Guys and all that kind of stuff. And Kiss Kiss yeah. Bang Bang as well. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Iron Man Three. Well, that's less. Well, it's a Christmas movie as well. But I mean, like Batman specifically, and same with Die Hard. They both take place like. Yeah, Die, Die Hard. Die Hard was on my list as well. Had to be, and it's every, you know, I, 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 actually, I, I actually watched it there like four days ago while I was doing the Ashari merch. Me and my mom, she was helping <laughs> me. And we're watching Die Hard. I'm like, oh, this is such a great movie. Die, <laughs> Die movie. Hard, much like Father Christmas, anchors my Christmas Eve. Yeah, I always follow. I've been following with Die Hard for the past ten years. Oh, <laughs> so it's so good. And you know what? If if you haven't seen it, guys. I don't know how you haven't seen it, but you, you know, definitely if you haven't seen it in a while, go back and watch it. But one that I want to talk about that people don't, and then we'll kind of go to more picks. And I think we're running out of time. Just Friends. Have you guys seen Just Friends? No. The Ryan Reynolds thing. The Ryan Reynolds thing, yeah. Oh, I forgot that was a Christmas movie. Yeah. It is. It's awesome. All right. So the premise is Ryan Reynolds is... Okay, you have lost all right to go after me for like in last Christmas. No, uh, hold on. Hold on. Is, is Deadpool in your pick? No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> this, is Ryan Reynolds, this is Ryan Reynolds being just Deadpool before being Deadpool and it, it's classic Ryan Reynolds I, I love anything Ryan Reynolds is in but mm. basically he plays this loser who is in love with his uh, best friend and then he goes off and becomes Ryan Reynolds and then he, <laughs> that basically that's what he does and then he goes home and he's just Ryan Reynolds in it up and it's just hilarious it's, it's super fun and it's like it's dumb comedy it's not for everybody it's from 2005 so you kind of know what it's like but um, yeah, if you're a fan of Ryan Reynolds, if you want proto Deadpool, there you go. Oh look, Love actually made my honorable mentions. I'm I'm totally going to respect that. I I have uh, I like Love Actually, but I also hate Love Actually at the same time. See, I so, yeah, I, yeah. I hated Love Actually for a good ten years, but it wore me down. It does wear it's, you down. It's yeah, just it that does sweet. You down. Yeah, it does wear it you just, down. It just it finds its way in. Play the drums. <laughs> she doesn't play those drums. 
<laughs> the whole time, you're like, why aren't you playing those drums? <laughs> you know, there were there was an octopus at the nativity. Yeah, yes, there was. <laughs> it, it, it's one of those movies that, like, first time I saw, it, like, I hate this movie, and then I saw it again and again and again. And you're like, okay, yeah, it's it's pretty good. All right. <laughs> I mean. On some level, every person on the planet has gotten obsessed looking at a Joni Mitchell CD now. And that's just the impact of this film. <laughs> uh, it's fair, but I love that. It's like, it's not that it's good. It's just, it just wears you down after a while. You just, you just gotta watch it. And the older you get as well, the more appreciation you have for it. You're like, ah, oh, isn't that nice? And you're like, what's I mean, happening? That's, what's that's happening? the one thing to it though, like, because it takes that kind of piecemeal mm. short story kind of road. There is at least one of them that can be related to by kind of anyone universe. That's, yeah. that's exactly that's it. That's yeah, very yeah, true, yeah, yeah. Very, very true. Like, uh, apparently stuff got left out of it. I don't know how much more you could cram into this. Yeah, there's no, just I, so many. I, I counted about, I had to do an article on it recently. There's about nine main stories, roughly. And that's and being generous, of, and condensing kind of one or two into each other, like, you know. And they all kind of intersect with each other then as well. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm sure I know we're short on time, so I want to quickly get into go on, yeah, go for a it. recent favorite of mine that I know is on everyone's list. I've only just discovered it's a wonderful life in the past four years. And my God, is it the best film ever made? But the it's, Simpsons. I'm actually the Simpsons version of it is on my bad picks, actually. No, but I mean like <laughs> the Simpsons reference a lot. No, but actually, that's why I wanted to bring it up because if you haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life, the Christmas mm. bit is only like the last 20 minutes. Yes, it is. Yeah. There's a lot of really good film before you get to that bit. Well, like, it's absolutely you know, a classic for a reason. You know, mm. it, it, it is one of those movies that like, if you haven't seen it again, folks, you, you probably should go watch it. Like, it's 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 one. It's like watching, um, you know, Tales of One of Space Odyssey. Like, just yeah, watch it. It'll yeah. be fine. You know, it's one that you have to watch. Oh, and like, you know, I feel like I put, I put this kind of in the group chat, like, you know, mm. it's the entire premise of the film is that your man is fighting to keep this like building and loan open against yeah. the oppressive rich guy. And like in the awful future where he never existed, your man mm. has taken over the town and everyone's living in squalor and these high rent things. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. So, he's, so basically, there's something to this, isn't so there? Basically, everyone's <laughs> living in Dublin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, Simpsons have... <laughs> monopolized every single aspect of that film in every episode some bill's yes. house some fred's house, fred's house. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it. one of those films that makes me cry and i love it and it's it's a really hard watch the first time it is it's yeah. actually quite it's as uplifting as it is miserable it, but it's, 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 it's such miser- a great journey you know but see that's it it's so miserable to a point and then you're like then it goes back up and you're like oh we're here yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So it is really good. It's brilliant. It, I'd also put It's a Wonderful Life on one of those like people argue over whether it's a Christmas film or not type thing. Ah, it is though. There's, yeah, but only in the no, last 20 minutes of a two hour movie. But yeah, I definitely consider I don't it think it's any arguing. I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I, look, the, the, what was it? Cine World and the Lighthouse showed it at Christmas. So that, mm. that instantly makes a Christmas movie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> can't argue with that. You cannot. By the way, uh, I went to the view to see the matrix today. Go to the view. Give them your money. Are you just using your this platform to just play Monopoly with all of the cinema branches in well, Dublin? <laughs> well, no, it, it, Kane, you gotta be fair. You know, you you got you gotta you, got you, you gotta when you have good experiences, you talk about good experiences. When you have bad experiences, you do a series on it. I yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm a guest <laughs> star in this series now. <laughs> <laughs> <By my book. laughs> I should do that. 
the book. We need to do like a Michael Palin type thing where we just go around all the cinemas and do like a full on documentary commenting on the walls and all that. Or stickiness was a (laughs) seven out of ten. (laughs) (laughs) You're just there with the with the drink. They climbed over the chairs at the end. (laughs) They climbed over the chairs. Running back into the wilderness. <laughs> Never to be seen again until the next Spider-Man movie. The fire escape light, not obtrusively lit. <laughs> no one took pictures of themselves in the cinema <laughs> during the movie. My favorite thing about when we when cinemas used to be crowded was going to a horror movie, like a popcorny horror movie, like you know, and uh like an ish or something like that, and seeing loads of like those kind of the teenagers or kids with the phones, and then a jump scare getting them and their phones dropping. <laughs> Love that. that I that I know I, I I don't know if you if either of you, you talked about it last week, uh, but I did see Spider Man Far From Home or oh, No Way Home. We we did an episode on it, but um, it was quite bogged down not, with all of the internet drama that happened that week. So I'd be happy to have your two cents. I, I I really liked it. I thought it was great. I don't want to dwell on that because we're kind of short on time. Mm. But just want to bring it up the fact that this is it was the only just to bring it up that this is the only movie that I've ever had an audible cheer come up at what happened on my two shows yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but we are struck on time. Does anybody have any movies that we missed? Amazingly, list. you guys have monopolized my entire list. Oh well. So That's I, I'm pretty much away. I just want to give an honorable mention as well to the Toy Show and to the Doctor Who Christmas specials. Oh, they are very no. much hallmarks of my Christmas season. I hate them both. Of course you do. You don't, you don't have to like the Toy Show, but you could certainly watch it. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I'd have no problem with the Toy Show if it wasn't taxpayer funded. That's my issue with it. I think the Toy Show is the only part of RT I'm actually happy to pay taxes oh, for. Well, RT, RT, RT in general shouldn't be shouldn't be yes, funded. There, yeah. <laughs> but I will agree, it's the only thing that justifies RT being funded. So on principle, I'm like, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> it should be run like Scrooge. Well, we uh, <laughs> I think like, you know, there's not many things I'm happy that my tax heroes are going to, but uh, to, if it's if it's Ryan Tuberty abusing a load of children, I'll take that. That's where my money's gone. <laughs> Oh no, hang on. You want to get into that? Sure. I watched all the Pat Kenny years. You've he, that's got nothing. Oh yeah, no, the Pat Kenny years were bleak, man. <laughs> Just watch <laughs> the, the, the watch the Laura Croft Cro- Laura Croft cosplayer. Oh, I was I remember that. I was there. Oh, you were there. I was there. Well, the, like, no, no, no. Like I, I was as in I was around. <laughs> I was not there. For anyone that doesn't know, folks, we're gonna we're actually gonna put a link to that on our social media. Uh, because you have to see it to believe it. That's for our international we, viewers. It's, yeah. That's go- funny. It's just awkward. It's just awkward. Like that's the thing. Like I, that's why I don't like the toy show because it's the most awkward thing. But the thing toy show is much better than that now. It's not though. It's oh, terrible. I watch it. I watched oh, it this this year and I'm like, this okay, is, fair enough, fair enough. This is the worst thing ever. I had to I, leave halfway through. I watch it expecting year. cataclysm. That's 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 my that's my fair. game see, here. See, my, my expectation is that it's going to be a little bit better every year and just gets worse. And I'm like, oh, no, I completely <laughs> disagree. I love it more and more every year. That's um, Prim was like, change the channel. I'm like, no, I'm with, her. I'm, I'm with her. She's she she knows quality. That's <laughs> quality. I do. And with that, we are out of time, sadly. Uh, oh man. But we did pretty well at our Christmas we did. in fairness. It's Christmas miracle, guys. We actually stayed on topic. Whoa. And Mark Star Wars calendar. Is, and Star it Wars is mentioned and everything. Again. Star Wars was dropped once. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
Oh, very good. We do our plugs before we go. Yes. Keen. Oh, me. Okay. Uh, yep. As I have been reviewing a Christmas movie every year for Geek Ireland. Uh, this year I've done two because we didn't manage to do one last year. Uh, so if there's anything Christmasy coming out of Geek Ireland, this isn't a Hawkeye review. It's probably mine. Go check them out if you want what we talked about, but with like editing and pictures and things. Oh, uh, <laughs> unless unless cutting across each other. Uh, no, I still <laughs> cut across myself a fair bit. In fairness, Dara. Um. I would just say, yeah, go go see The Matrix. It's super fun. And if you haven't seen Spider-Man, totally do. But go see it in the view or Cine World. Ah, that's... We need to like actually just franchise you at some point. <laughs> <laughs> we, what we're saying is, Dara, we need to sell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monetize this. <laughs> Monetize it, exactly. Uh, and as always, you can find me on Twitter at KevTalica94. And you can find me... Uh, running my Greek mythology D&D themed campaign over at youtube.com slash the Nancy crew uh, with the, with the uh, campaign named the Odyssey of this bitch. We are taking a short break right now, but we'll be <laughs> back it. in the new year. Oh, also, that's Nerd's wonderful. Nerd's so we actually, our next show will be on New Year's Eve, won't it? So it will be. Yeah. So right. guys, we have to plan something about that. I mean, well, we have a plan. Well, here's the uh, thing. If people want to, to do their, do get in, to get in touch with us, nerdtonomedia at gmail.com or nerdtonomedia.com as well is a good way to reach us on all our social media because we that's when we drop all of our plans because we do plan the show out sometimes. We just don't follow the plan. For New Year's Eve, but we'll sort something out. <laughs> well, we got to look in the murky brain soup that is our planning of show. <laughs> <laughs> we have a recipe. We just don't use it. <laughs> we use half of it and then we just throw a bag of sugar in it. And there, there you go. That's it. Well, until <laughs> <Salt>. New Year's. Salt! <laughs> We hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas and we will see you right before the new year. So until then, I've been Kian. I've been Dev. Merry Christmas! <laughs> Merry Christmas. Bye. Are you a nerd? Do you like hearing about a bizarre range of topics from the world of nerd? Does your heart and hairstyle still belong in the nostalgic 90s? Are you a sucker for spooky weirdo things? Well, whether you're a hardcore nerd or a vanilla ice ice baby, Straight Outta Canto is the podcast radio show for you! Straight Outta Canto, that's K-A-N-T-O, Ireland's number one show for nerd culture, nightmares, nostalgia, and more. Straight Outta Canto. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.